Hey, G. Hiya. You know how it's our Christmas special? <laughs> yes. Can you give me a Christmas jingle? Is that possible? Oh, I don't know about that. How come? Well, it's a bit tack. No, it's not. It it's is. It's Christmas. What kind of jingle are you talking about? I don't know. Jingle bells. Mariah Carey. We can't afford Mariah Carey. Michael Bublé. What about some home brand music? Oh, no. Nobody knows who they are and they won't know the song. Well, too bad. That's all we can afford. Okay. Hello and welcome to the Pending Approval Podcast. We're the talk show that highlights the ups, the downs and the complete headfuck moments of the business world. I'm your host Glenda Winyard and with me is producer G. Hi guys, welcome back to the third Pending Approval Podcast. Oh my gosh, number three. I know, we've made it. Now G, I'm excited because this is our Christmas special. It is. Look, it's only fitting that we talk about the clutter that businesses, particularly retail businesses, have to find a way through during the holiday period. Look, there's no time like the present, pun intended, but we all know that Christmas is meant to be a break. In reality, it's a high-stress period for consumers and businesses. The pressure to really give the best gift and have the best Christmas spread is immense, and a lot of advertisers forget that stress is really at its peak at this time. You know, you're right, G. Look, we're also seeing a lot of consumer aggression and stress at this time. Pre-Christmas job listings that are down by about 22%, which adds financial pressure on people. So, you know, you're getting a lot of people that get quite irritated, particularly like when we started to see in November, a lot of Christmas sales starting to appear. You had like pressure for on people to buy again. And I think there's more and more of these sales in particular that are helping push those consumers to spend. You can see that retailers are shifting forward, making sure the sales trend's coming in. Things like Black Friday and Cyber Monday, they're pulling those purchase periods forward. But I wonder if it's actually working for them. Well, beauty and cosmetic sales were actually up 54% across that period year on year between 2017 and 2018, which is ridiculous given that we're just encouraging people to buy at a different period. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because retail sales are being down. I think it's about 28% for the month of November. And I actually wonder if the push for online sales is actually getting rid of what, you you know, the physical in-store impulse purchase. Like when I go into a store, I always purchase more than what I intended. But online... (laughs) I feel like that's what everyone does. I know, but online I don't. I just buy what I specifically want. Mm. So I wonder I think you don't get nabbed by those last-minute deals. You know, like when you're walking through the checkout at Sephora and there's all those, like, mini things that you can purchase. You don't get nabbed by those two-for-one or, you know, those types of sales when you're actually buying online. Whereas in-store, you get nabbed by them all the time, or at least I do. Absolutely. And I, I kind of miss that. Like, I kind of like that shopping experience. <laughs> and shopping is actually the number one pastime for Australians. Mm. So it's interesting how retail, I think, in their bid for incremental sales are actually shooting themselves in the foot. Well, I don't know that they're shooting themselves in the foot. I, I think that what they're doing is just moving that spend and migrating it elsewhere. I think what retailers are really trying to do is just obviously take advantage of a time when customers are susceptible to spend, don't you? Absolutely. You know, you think about people, they're already in the mindset of gifting. So these retailers are just basically encouraging people to get that extra item for themselves. But I'm I'm not too sure that they are. That's all I'm saying. Well, they might not be. 
Though they don't have that like last minute interaction like they would regularly if they're going in store. But our friends at Roy Morgan have forecast retail sales up by 2.4%. And so they're really relying on people to spend. Well, the forecast for last year, they didn't make in retail. So it'll be interesting to see if they can actually drive those incremental sales in 2019. I wonder how all those different pay methods like zip pay are impacting sales this year and if that'll help uh, these retailers. Well, you know what? Alternative payments are up by 122% and e-wallets are up by 26%, which I found fascinating. I actually don't remember the last time I used a physical card or cash to purchase outside of when my phone isn't working. Like I use that consistently all the time. I actually don't even keep my card on me anymore. See, I'm too scared to use them. Oh, they're so easy though. No, I'm too scared. because I've only just learned how to use cashless banking. Does that make me old? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Is it embarrassing? Should we cut that? Is no. <laughs> I, I actually, I don't see that that's embarrassing. I think that that's actually, as people age, I think they're less likely to be using some of these new new payment technologies. Because I think about it, I think, God, what if I lose my phone? Someone's got all my banking life and everything yeah, on my phone. but it's connected to your face. Mm. If you've got a newer iPhone or your PIN number. So you can't actually just pay if you've got someone's phone. You have to set it up with some sort of protection. Anyway, I think it's quite sad because when you think about it, this is a time when a lot of advertisers and a lot of ads try and emotionally engage with customers, particularly in that retail space. And I don't think a lot of advertisers are, uh, have really sort of cracked it yet. Mm, I agree. There's been a lot of talk about conversion only and I think advertising and, you know, that only goes so far. It's kind of loses what Christmas is all about. Well, I think people still do want that perfect family Christmas, which is what brands really should be honing in on, don't you think? Yeah, you're right a bit there. You know, I think this is the time when people are really focused on spending. Millwood Brown did a study recently and the ads that included family time and had less giving, uh, you know, or less focus on that particular sale they over-index significantly with 18 to 54-year-olds. And I look at Aldi's recent campaign in Australia. It's it's an example of how it works. It's all about the ham going as far as it possibly can to feed everybody. And yet you've got Coles and Woolworths who also broke with their ham campaigns at a similar time. They had bigger budgets and you, you would arguably say they've got better brand recognition but I just think Aldi's ad probably resonated more with audiences. Don't know if it drove conversions. They don't have as big a footprint as the other two brands. But I do wonder if that was actually more in line with how people are thinking. Personally, I'd love to see a lot more brands start to embrace more of a brand campaign again. We're talking recently about the lack of that brand campaign. And I think at this time of year, it's time to really bring it back. Well, you know what? I agree with you. Holiday period campaigns should really only partially drive on focusing sales. It is such a huge opportunity for uh, brands to really build themselves up in the hearts of people. I like Amazon's ad. Love Amazon's ad. It's not the best. It's an American ad and they've cut it down for the Australian market. It actually is really quite cool. So there's two of them at the moment. There's the young couple who live next door to the old man and they basically, you know, he's a bit lonely and so they go to online to Amazon and obviously he gets a, a gift that's sent to him as a surprise. Although, you know what I find strange about that ad is that it's not gift wrapped. 
it comes in the box. I know, but if it's you're all gonna, about the Amazon box. Yeah, arriving. I know, but if you're going to get someone a gift, wouldn't you like gift wrap it, you know, or like you don't give someone something in the packaging that it came in. Well, I, that takes me to their next ad, the, like the ad that they've got out at the moment, which is the delivery woman. So she's actually delivering all the Amazon boxes all around, you know, across Australia, but uh, the last door that she knocks on and she opens is her f- own family and the kids come running out to say, hey, mum, so pleased you're home type thing. And I I thought that that was beautiful because it ended on her being received in her own home and how important it was for her to get home to her family. So I think that was pretty cool. Mm, I, look, I think that they're both fantastic examples of a brand doing holiday period advertising really well. The gift of giving is highlighted and we even get an example of why you should use the brand, which, you know, we're talking about delivery times here. They've got gifts for everyone. The list goes on. It's really easy for us to judge these campaigns, but I think that the campaign has a really lovely sentiment and it's really well executed in my opinion. Yeah, no, they did. They did it pretty well. But have you seen the John Lewis campaign out of the UK? No, I haven't. I've heard you talk about it. Seven million pounds to make. What? Seven million pounds. If apparently. only we had those budgets. Oh gosh, wouldn't you all dream? You what know? would we do with those budgets? So it's animated dragon with real people basically, and the dragon keeps burning everything from the Christmas tree down, and then it's all about the Christmas pudding. So it's a pretty beautiful uh, campaign, and I would say arguably one of the best out there at the moment. But it's been trumped by an ad that cost a hundred pounds to make. A hundred pounds. Who produced that ad? So there's a local hardware store that's been uh, basically in a family since the 1800. The nephew of the guy that started it appears as the old man in the ad. So it basically looks like this. There's a young child that feels like he's going into his grandparents' hardware store. And so the grandfather in the ad is the nephew of this guy that's the people the founder of the company then you've got his son who makes an appearance and his grandson so it's a family affair, so it's a really. family it's a family aid but you don't get this so it's been it's actually been beautifully shot so whoever shot it has done a really great job but it's the framework is around be a kid this Christmas so it's a little boy going in and opening up and helping in the store um, in the hardware and he ends up turning out to be a 30 year old male and That's the whole shock. thing it's got forever young as a soundtrack like someone's slowed it down and sung it beautifully so it's got a beautiful soundtrack and it is the best Christmas ad there's not one mention of buying anything from these people it is just all about the joy of Christmas mm, and the little boy going and working at his grandparents store and you know like that's the outtake that you get from it and it was absolutely beautiful. I think real and simple ideas have always delivered and they still do work just like this hundred pound ad that you're talking to. You don't really need those big budgets to engage audiences. It's really the message that you're telling that hooks people. I've got to also commend Cancer Council Australia and the work that they did with Spark Foundry. Their Christmas creative is fantastic a really beautiful example of the importance of simple messaging if you haven't seen that please go and check it out a good friend of mine Paul was the art director on it they had a very clear simple message about why you should donate this Christmas if you don't donate they can't find a cure very emotional you've got a dad sitting in the hospital bed with his dying son 
it's a lot to take in, but the creative is fantastic, very beautifully shot and very easy and simple to get that message across to audiences when there is a lot of clutter this time of year. It's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how well that goes. It will be, but I think that when you've got simple messages like that and it's a very direct message, you know, like there's there's no bullshit here. Mm. It's very much like to be crude, this child will pass away because we don't have a cure and to get a cure you must donate yeah so it's very direct with the messaging and it does pull on your heartstrings like I'm getting emotional just talking about the ad I'm not even watching Mm. it Mm. and I think a lot of people and a lot of different charities and non-for-profits don't go out there with a direct enough message like it's very hard-hitting this ad and I think it will drive a lot of conversions personally, but, you know, it's to be seen. We'll see the results come out after Christmas and hopefully it really works for them. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm doing a lot of focus group work at the moment and that direct message is really important. Also, what else works is saying thank you at Christmas. So just to come out and simply say thank you for your continued support you know, people are spending money with you and people like to be thanked, you know, like they they actually do. They, they're human beings that are spending with you. They're not just a an FPOS card or a, what do you call it, a wallet thing? An e-wallet. E-wallet. We're not just e-wallets anymore. They're spending with us either as a one-off or they're spending consistently. So to say thank you actually helps you hit growth targets. I worked on a, an incredibly successful campaign in the past where sales every year just went up through the roof simply because the owner of the business came out and said thank you to his customers. And I just think that the only thing to remember here is that you might not get the immediate response that you're thinking about. People are really under that financial pressure at the moment, so it might not be the best time to expect an uplift, but to show them that you're thinking about them is really important at this time of year. Totally. Look, financial pressure is massive at Christmas time. You think about the stress that people come under they're trying to you know finish towards the end of the year they're tired they're exhausted you know well, also they they're get buying away. they're buying all their Christmas gifts they're Absolutely. buying their Christmas trees all the decorations you know like it, it gets expensive even if you're just going to the likes of Kmart or Target for your decorations oh no totally the extra pressure on is absurd that goes on people at Christmas time. You know who I feel sorry for? I actually feel sorry for the people who live on those streets that people drive down to sell the Christmas lights. The sheer amount of money that they must have to put into those houses to have them looking they basically look like giant raves but at Christmas time. We had we had one guy just around the corner from us. He won the one for New South Wales and then he never did it again after he won New South Wales. He said to me I've I've got it. I've won what I wanted. I've got I've finished the goal. I won New South Wales house of the Christmas house of the year and he said I don't want to do it again well I wouldn't want to do it either the pressure must be immense it took the months months and months and months and then you you're only basically only up for about four weeks and then you've got to pull it all down again so I think this December the 7th this weekend for us you're hearing the podcast after that is when the Christmas lights come in and Uh, I've been reading a lot of articles on the Urban List about the best places to be, and it's actually made me feel really sorry for the people in these areas. Surprisingly, we're also seeing traditionally non-Christian religions doing really well in sales during this period too, as they embrace these Western practices, which I think is quite funny. 
But also amazing that they've taken this on and seen such an uplift. It's the millennials' fault, I've decided, because they're adopting new holidays. So things like, you know, Day of the Dead, Thanksgiving, Chinese New Year, they're all providing these new novelty moments for people to celebrate. Well, even I had my own Friendsgiving this year. It's fantastic. We were able to come around. You didn't invite me. <laughs> we had Australian chicken instead of turkey because, you know, we wanted it to be an Aussie Thanksgiving. Fun. Up to 10% of the population are taking on these holidays now. Did you know that, G? No, I didn't. So it's a a completely new avenue for retailers and when you think about it and sales. It's a little too late for brands to take on board a lot of what we're talking about today. Their Christmas campaigns would have had to be planned in July. But it's good to get a bit of a reminder to understand what you're up against for next year, I think is really important to really keep in mind the standard of the likes of Amazon and Aldi this year. Anyway, G, thanks for coming along. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too. Thanks for tuning in this week, guys. From everyone here at the Media Precinct, wherever you are in the world, we hope that you have a safe holiday period. Just have fun, guys. Take a rest and be the best you can. Cheers, GW. Hi guys, producer G here. If you're looking to connect with us elsewhere, we do have a Twitter, Facebook and Instagram account. Feel free to come over and give us some feedback. If you'd like to hear a certain person or a certain topic, we're always welcome and open to hearing about your suggestions. Glenda also has an email that she is connected to the hip with. So if you'd like to contact her, it's gwinyard at mediaprecinct.com.au. Can't wait to hear from you and we'll chat soon. Yeah.